Welcome, everybody, to a Couch Divided podcast. I'm Nick Thomas, and alongside with me, as always, the wonderful, beautiful Dr. Robin Hall. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you? I am tired for three o'clock on a Monday afternoon. I'm pretty tired too as well, but for the probably the opposite reasons there you are, you're a working mother. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're definitely not tired because you're a working mom, but um, but you are working hard. <laughs> <laughs> you are a hardworking non-mom. <laughs> identify myself as a working mom, so therefore I'm tired, <laughs> which really goes hand in hand. Well, with Toby the, is also tired, but he is fighting sleep like a champ. I hear him in there. He's having a good time though. Yeah. He seems to be having a, he, he amuses himself pretty well. In you there. do you dude. You do you. Yeah. He's got a lot of stuffed critters that he can <laughs> stuffed critters. play with. Yeah. <laughs> so he isn't, well, he was feeling worse yesterday. He's feeling well by all appearances. He's feeling better today, yeah. but did this still heat, not 100%. This heat, this heat in Arizona can make you feel sick when you're not sick. Yeah, but I think being a two and a half year old is what makes him sick a lot. Um, they just kind of are sponges for it. Yeah. But agreed. I feel sick a lot of the time because it, of the heat. It just, you feel lethargic. You don't want to do anything. Yeah, it really does like succubus, the, yeah. the joy right out of your Christian I, I've, life. I looked at the sun. I went, dude, you need to repent. This is ridiculous. <laughs> See, we're not even on speaking speaking terms, the sun and I. Oh. <laughs> I do a lot of business with the sun. Yeah, uh, S-U-N. Yeah, I should yeah, do more. S- I know we, need, we should be careful. Not the sun, S-O-N, <laughs> but the sun, S-U-N. Yeah. Or, well, anybody that... We have a lot of listeners that live in the Phoenix metro area. Sure. But we have a lot... You A lot of you guys are nowhere near where we are. Yeah. Um, and some of you guys experience what they call a wet heat mm. or a moist heat. We got the dry heat. We have the dry heat. Um, but it, it, it once you crest 110 degrees... It, you're wet anyway. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter if oh, it's yeah. humid or not outside because you're wet. Yeah. You got swamp thing going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially with men. <laughs> swamp thing. <laughs> I feel like that. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I know I'm Italian, but come on, you know, I don't have to be the sweaty stereotype. <laughs> is that a, is that a, yeah. Oh, Grease ball. That's oh, where we go. Okay. You know? yeah. okay. I guess I'm not unfamiliar with oh, that experience. I, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I got the anger of an Irishman and the skin of a, an Italian guy. <laughs> so. so you're winning on all fronts. Oh, yeah. Um, I will sweat during the winter time. It doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. I'm the guy that goes in the flagstaff in the middle of the winter with shorts and completely fine. That's also my husband actually, but mostly just cause he's not really a pants guy. <laughs> it's a funny thing about James though. It's like, we went to like a man camp, like what, it was like two years ago, three years ago, whatever. I think it was, and wasn't it last year? No, he didn't go last year. Oh, I think it was the year, year before, before that. So about two years ago and he's got this big thick beard and I love it. And he likes to smoke a pipe every yes, once in a while. He right? does. So he was in the middle of the woods on a tree stump. Okay. Where we all were. And he was packing his pipe and then smoking it. And yeah. I looked at him. I'm like, dude, you look like a checkpoint on Zelda right now. <laughs> oh, I vaguely <laughs> like, remember you saying that like, before. This is like an old secret <laughs> mystic man that's going to save your game for oh, you. Oh, travelers. <laughs> yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> and it was around a group of people. They all knew what I was talking about. So Christians are nerds at heart. Right? Yes. We all love all um, that stuff. Right, right. And uh, so we made fun of him for the Christians remainder of the night. Christians are curious. I like yep. it, hopefully in a good way. 
Yeah. I mean, we, we want to dive into everything. We read everything we, you know, and so yes. we end up becoming nerds and, uh, Christian safety is a uh, Star Wars and things like that. <laughs> uh, I can watch Star Wars; it's good, right? And there's no swearing in it, you know. Until you, until is there some no swearing in it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, I'm not. I love love me some Star Wars. Yeah. and some Star Trek actually. It's, uh, this but kind, I haven't really paid attention this to kind the of, swearing component. <laughs> this kind of goes hand in hand to what we're talking about today, and we'll get to that in a minute. But. Um, you know, you'll like Star Wars until some fundamentalist goes, well, the force is actually rooted in stoicism. So when you're watching it, you're giving your way to demonic activity. Oh, right? goodness. <laughs> goodness, goodness. Like, Shut up and let me enjoy Luke. You know, <laughs> so who was it? Like some very famous dead white guy said there are only six stories in the world. There are only seven stories. <laughs> Socrates, maybe. Yeah, yeah. One of the philosophers. Yeah. Somebody long since uh-huh. dead. Um, and that went like that seems like something difficult mm-hmm. to chew, but it's really true. You, like at the core of, of storytelling, right. you really have got like well, most of them are redemption arcs of yep. some kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you've got like the pure evil, like mm-hmm. um, Shakespeare's Othello and, mm-hmm. and the character of Iago, mm-hmm. the like star crossed lovers. That's mm-hmm. another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, jealousy um the underdog mm-hmm. saves the day is another one there's not really truly you can boil down like every story into the into basic components and i can't remember if it's there, like six or there's seven a, but there's always you know the element of battling a good versus yes. evil good overcoming evil yeah and it's crazy why do you think human beings enjoy right, those right. types of right. I mean, stories if i were to drive down psychologically sometimes it's we're trying to justify our own existence right. <laughs> something inside us might actually speak to and and long for God's law. Every single antithetical worldview to Christianity always tries to justify themselves by the virtue that they hold. Yes. By the goodness of what they have, right? By making exceptions. This is why the the, the Bible says, uh, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Yes. Why would we do that? Well, because we're we're trying to justify ourselves. Yes. We're trying to feel comfortable in a place of suffering that uh, we're actually a part of and contribute to. Mm-hmm. And so in order to completely make you void of that, then you justify your own existence by whatever knowledge that you may have. I mean, that's that's simple. Mm-hmm. That's simple disposition. Right I don't there. think that's very simple, but. No, I mean, no. In actuality, the way it manifests, <laughs> very complex. Mm-hmm. But what we're doing, nah, it's black and white. I mean, it's right there. So <laughs> God's yeah. law written on our hearts. Um, <laughs> anyway, we are digressing. What is our bookkeeping uh, items for the day? Oh, there's the, Toby again. The, oh, yeah, we hear it, Toby. Aye, aye, aye. The, the bookkeeping, housekeeping, whatever you want to call it. I, I don't like it. This is my least favorite part. <laughs> <Is the laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyways, you can uh, email us at a couch divided podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media under a couch divided pod on Facebook yes. and Instagram. Keep emailing us with your questions your comments you guys are hilarious you're also very kind um we, uh, we you share your stories with us about how this podcast uh, has helped you uh with a word of encouragement at a time of your need and so we're glad that uh through god's providence yes and we love it you. all like please yeah. don't ever stop sending it in we do pray for 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 everything we pray for you um before we even start every show so mm-hmm. you know thank you for being a part of this and also i wanted to make a mention um, of the fact that we have a Patreon show. Um, that's, about, that's about to launch, y'all. Yeah, that's about to launch. Um, you know, when you hear this, it will be a week uh, from when you hear this. 
Um, and uh, it'll be five bucks uh, a month, and you get all kinds of extra content. Yeah. We have a new show on there called On the Couch. On the Couch. Derivative from this show. And it's a uh, baby. It's a baby. It's a baby offspring. I'm, I'm having a blast. <laughs> we already have a few episodes recorded. I'm having a blast doing this. It's basically just a laid back show. You get to know us a little bit more, how we counsel each other, how we talk to each other and some fun things um, uh, on the side of that. It's, and some, I some, think it's really edgy. Yeah. I mean, uh, just a little insight. James interviewed me the other day and he went deep. I mean, he, 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 he went deep and why I like <laughs> certain things. That's and, James, my husband. And I had to call him out and I'm like, do you think that I'm an enigma? And he goes, yes. <laughs> um, and uh, and he dove and chronicled why he thought so and then why he likes it. So, um, I will yeah. happily admit that I was real, real tired. Uh, you weren't a part of that one. I yeah. wasn't a part yeah. of that one because um, I wanted to be a part of my bed. Right. Uh, and so anyway, it's really fun. We, we, we've definitely got, we have a, we have, uh, some extra stuff that we recorded with, um, pastor James White, Dr. White. Uh, so lots and lots of cool content that is not stuff that we normally talk about. We even psychoanalyzed this generation via Andy Griffith. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. That actually is a really great lead in to this, even like what we're going to talk about today, even though that takes some explaining, but there is like a whole subplot on the Andy Griffith show. That's all like steeped, steeped in deep, deep, deep superstitions, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, Which we're going to talk about today. Superstitions. But anyway, right for right. We're really excited to be launching Patreon. We, we have so many big ideas for our little show, a couch divided. And then now we've got a second show that we're going to be releasing to Patreon only member subscribers. Um, we've only got one tier going so far when we launch, which will be, um, like Nick said, one week from when you guys hear this episode from mm-hmm. when it's first released. Um, so and you, hopefully as we, you know, continue to grow, we're, we're thinking about yeah. starting a book club even, sure. um, and having you guys, uh, like have that be its own Patreon subscription. So yeah, give us so, feedback and please, 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 please support us. We want to spend a lot more time mm-hmm. creating content for you guys and interacting with you and getting ultimately getting resources available. We get yeah. so many requests for information about different things. And we just honestly, guys, we just don't have the time to respond and give, sure. give everybody answers. Um, but we would like to make time to do that mm. if we could uh, quit working in the other capacities that we work. So Sure, and we would love to do that. And uh, dare I say that uh, every once in a while you'll get a video version of this oh, podcast yeah, we, as well. Oh, yeah, that is definitely that. a hope yeah. for us. We have, Well, we know we've talked about that before, like mentioned it, but mm. we're going to... If we as soon as assuming we can get some equipment that will record a video longer than half an hour, um, which is why we're doing this, the, yeah, right? <laughs> so we will. All, we can enhance lots and for lots you of guys. stuff is going to be available through the Patreon subscription. That's only going to be available through the Patreon so it'll subscription. Patreon.com slash a couch divided. Um, and uh, you will get our on the couch show and a bunch yeah. of other content, um, even things that we do on the side, um, uh, interviews with Dr. James White. That, uh, yeah, well. Uh, we had an interview with Dr. James White, but we have an extra half hour of content that we didn't put on there yeah. because we're all long winded yes. and it had nothing to do with what we're talking about, right. but it was 30 minutes of great dialogue. And I thought maybe, yeah. maybe you guys would like some insight on so, that too as well. So. Nick and I have often said that we should be recording 
like the conversations that we have off, off, off the air, so to speak. And so we've started doing that and we hope you guys are going to love it there. It's a lot. It's very personal. There's a lot of stuff that we go over that, um, there I say our voices kind of change on that too, as well to a little bit more personal, um, you mean and like the physic, the sound of my voice changes? I mean, I, I just noticed my personality is a little different, a little bit more, maybe like, maybe, maybe, dare I say real, I guess. Um, oh, I thought you were referring to the fact that I suddenly talk with a Scottish brogue. You no, know, I mean, I, I was, t- <laughs> I was, which you could, if you'd like. Uh, and so that'll be on our second tier. Um <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> but like I was telling James, uh, I said, uh, when, you know, when I go and teach, uh, or when I counsel, obviously my demeanor is a different, right? Academic in sense in the, the year, Toby. Toby. Uh, academic in a sense when I'm teaching, right? A lot more formal, uh, use of vocabulary is different when I am on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing right now. <laughs> I got new glasses and it's fogging and I'm fogging them with my like breathing into the microphone cover. <laughs> Take them off. Sorry. Please. No, um, this is, this is the le- level of like, uh, insanity that I'm operating at. Yeah, currently. Right, right, right. <clears throat> anyway, anyways, so we're uh, in good company when I'm on this show, obviously it's a little bit more formal. My voice is different, but then on the couch, you get the whole of Nick. There you go. And Robin with the Scottish boob. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would, I mean, it probably wouldn't, it would morph from like, I'd probably start like the first couple of sentences of Scottish brogue and then it would become like Italian. Mm-hmm. Funny side note, my sister, my kid sister, who I love very dearly, anytime she tries to do any accent, no matter what it is, it always comes out as like a video game-ish Italian, mm-hmm. like Mario e Luigi. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter. She's like, oh, like oh, now I'm going to do spanish and it's everything it's still italian, it's still yeah, italian yeah, yeah. or i'm gonna do australian it's, it's still, still mario <laughs> it is so funny so yeah so anyway let's uh let's well we'll, we'll continue to be crazy but we'll get back on topic nick mm-hmm. we are talking about superstitions today Stup- super superstitions superstitions uh yeah so um a little like (laughs) background i guess this is a topic that we have floated around i think since the beginning of us starting to record a couch divided which would be like we're coming up on three full years now yeah um but it's uh it hasn't been until the last like couple of months that I have felt like really convicted to talk about this. Um there's a lot of stuff happening right now in our um well, like across our news, uh like culturally that I think um kind of lends more to talk talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm specifically referring to all the alien the alien chit chat um, that's happening right now with our uh, congressional, well, our government whistleblowers um, and speaking with Congress. We're not going to talk about aliens today, but uh, in that same category, right, of things weird and supernatural, Mm -hmm. uh, superstitions typically lie. Mm -hmm. And um, I just finished uh, listening to all of season one of um, the Haunted Cosmos podcast. <laughs> Nick's having so much fun with his buttons. I'm waiting for the moment that I can yeah. press the button. Um, <laughs> and for those of you guys that have not 
done yourself a favor, do yourself a favor, please, and listen. Uh, check out our friends Brian Save and Ben Garrett over at the Haunted Cosmos podca- podcast and uh, get uh, get extremely um, filled in uh, all about things supernatural and demonic, really. Mm. We're actually getting ready to do an awesome crossover in the fall with uh, Cultish. For mm-hmm. those of you guys that have been with us for a while, we do a yearly crossover with them, and it will be all about demon possession and mental health. Mm-hmm. And Nick and I are both uh, reading books to prepare us for that conversation. Mm-hmm. So sure. really good books, actually books recommended by you guys. Mm-hmm. So yep. yeah, we're excited with all of that. Let's launch into superstitions. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, so I thought it would be interesting to start by defining what a superstition actually is. And I'm just going to be super uh, cliche and trite. I was going to combine trite and cliche with triche, Mm -hmm. I think is what was going to come out of it. Triche. Triche. So we're going to define it the way the world, quote unquote, defines what a superstition is. And then Nick is going to help us define superstition according to God by yeah. God's standard in scripture. What so we should be aware of. Yeah. Right. Because this is actually really, really important. And then both of us have spent quite a little bit of time in the last couple of weeks going over various superstitions that we thought would just be fun to kind of talk about mm-hmm. and then warn against yeah. really oh, believing. Yeah. So, um, Merriam Webster <clears throat> defines superstition as if we'll first a noun, excessively credulous belief in or reverence for supernatural beings. So the example they give, he dismissed the ghost stories as mere superstition. Okay. Similar to unfounded belief, credulity, magic, sorcery, witchcraft, fallacy, delusion, illusion, a widely held, but unjustified belief in supernatural causa- causation leading to certain consequences of an action or event or a practice based on such a belief. Mm. So I, that's a pretty wide definition, right. but I think it, that, I mean, that captures right how I have defined superstition most of my life. Yeah. This, that definition actually makes more sense coming from a Christian uh, position that does believe in immaterial things and supernatural. Right. Things. Right. Um, so we don't want to, you know, holistically say superstitions are only, you know, beliefs in supernatural things, but however, God does give us a guideline of what to be wary of and what not to be wary of. Therefore, we understand natural means as well as supernatural means. And we combine those things and then we come up with our, that, that definition. Merriam-Webster may be coming from an evolutionary worldview. Where to I'm sure they are. Yeah, where they're saying, no, it, you need empirical evidence, sight only. Okay. Right. Well, so the the widely held but unjustified belief in supernatural causation. So mm-hmm. the unjustified part of it, I think, is where you would get a lot of people that are like they would argue against the mm-hmm. fact that it was unjustified. They would believe it to be very, very justified. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're going to talk about all sorts of different kinds of superstitions like uh, superstitions and sports. Nick is mm-hmm. going to lead us through a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. Wearing some shorts and never yeah. washing your socks yeah. and how people, I mean, people become so entrenched. They mm-hmm. believe so much in mm-hmm. the act of that they're doing mm-hmm. and its relationship to the, like a consequence or the way an event turns out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that they won't like, if they don't have it, they won't play. Mm-hmm. So, 
anyway, I think th- they would say, well, it's very justified, mm-hmm. right? Like if I, well, every time I didn't wear these stinky chonies, like now I didn't win. So that makes it justified. Yeah, well, you're reading my mind right now. I'm <laughs> By the way, the chonies are the, uh, the, the band on the other wear. They were actually not the underwear. <laughs> oh, the really? Band. I thought yeah, it was yeah. like a, like a colloquial Hispanic way of saying no, underwear. It's, it's like the, the, the thin band around it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Now that we've talked keep, about. My boxer showing. Anyways, no, well, you're no, you're grabbing your I'm waistband. Sorry. That's sorry. why I'm looking at it. <laughs> he keeps grabbing his waistband, and my I'm eyes sorry. are drawn to that. But if you thought your glasses were fogging up before, it's probably no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they are still fogging up. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Nick, what do you have for us? With regard to what scripture says about this. Let's go to, and this might be a passage that a lot of people are familiar for. Um, Before I read this passage, this actually has been, you know, everybody talks about their life verse. You know, like I have a life. And and, 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 and I think that's actually kind of sweet too as well. A a verse that really just carries you kind of thing. I feel like it probably changes a lot. Yeah, it it should. Um, And uh, it should be like. Genesis through Revelation is my life verse, <laughs> but uh, wah, holistically, wah, we're reformed. Wah. Yeah, right. Like, so we have to say, well, we believe in sola scriptura as well as tota scriptura. Tota, yeah, tota yeah. scriptura. But there are verses that have uh, been throughout my life that have uh, very much meant something to me. And uh, dare I say, even um, given me aspirations for the eldership. In 1 Timothy 4, what I'm getting ready to read, actually this whole chapter, has been something that I've gone back to, to um, not only confirm my aspiration uh, to be a pastor, but my responsibilities thereof. Um, and uh, just uh, just looking at these things of what he's told Timothy as the um, to, to walk in as a matter of a young elder. Mm-hmm. But... Let's talk about what Paul actually says to, uh, to Timothy about people following away and to stay away from strange stories. So, uh, Timmy, <laughs> little Timmy, Timmy, baby, <laughs> <laughs> it's really hot. I was here, getting ready to go instead of old Mickey. Oh, yeah. Oh, Timmy, oh, you're so Timmy, fine. You're so fine. <laughs> it was 107 degrees at 11 a.m. today. That's what's so, going on. So, yeah, that, the delirium you're hearing is, is heat induced delirium, is brains boiling. <laughs> Okay, yes, sorry. Read to us, please, sir, from 1 Timothy 4. Uh, 1 Timothy 4, I'm going to read verses 1 through 7. We're going to concentrate on verse 7. Uh, Verse 1, but the Spirit explicitly says that in latter times some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons by the hypocrisy of liars who have been seared in their own conscience, who forbid marriage and advocate... Uh, abstaining from foods which God created to be shared in thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. That's very important. Yes. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer, Mm. by what he has said and by what you pray. In pointing out these things to the brothers, you will be a good servant of Jesus Christ, being nourished on the words of faith and the sound doctrine which you have been following, which is why I keep going back to this mm-hmm. <laughs> scripture. But then verse 7, but refuse godless myths fit only for old women. I love it. <laughs> that in there. <laughs> but refuse godless myths fit only for old women. On the other hand, train yourself for the purpose 
of godliness, which should be our normal go-to. Yeah. So why would I bring up superstitions when, I mean, this is filled with <laughs> with exhortations to stay away from them. Sure. Um, but notice uh, in the first half, he says, the spirit explicitly says that people will fall away from faith, giving themselves to these kinds of things, right? right. To um, uh, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. Uh, we can go Hollywood on that and say, oh, it's seance rituals. Well, yeah, it's that That's too. That too, yeah. But then but also, it's also all this other stuff, guys, that we're about to talk about that that is way more subtle, right? I I think it. Well, I'm pretty sure lots of very um, like great men of the faith have said mm-hmm. things similar to this before. But the the most dangerous thing is not the thing that is so starkly anti-christian so immediately identifiable as that bad Mm -hmm. like we aren't gonna mess with that it's the stuff that looks like jesus the stuff that sounds like jesus but it absolutely is not yeah it just uh just even the it's piety we hide behind piety a lot um, sometimes we're frozen in time, not making decisions and go, well, I'm suffering for the sake of God right now. And so we, uh, you know, uh, our passive nature, we hide behind piety to only, exp- uh, uh, to uh, give ourselves over, uh, to that because we can't make decisions, but like pay attention to do, uh, 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 to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons by the hypocrisy of liars who have been seared in their own conscience. Um, we, who forbid marriage and advocate from abstaining from foods. You know, I was once at a birthday party, uh, one time and, um, somebody invited you to a birthday. Yeah, I know. Really? It's like <laughs> once in a blue moon. Um, and see, that's a superstition because the moon is never blue. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> once in a blue moon, cause it never happens when it happens. Well, yeah, pigs fly, all that stuff. But, um, he really felt, un- uh, there, there was an individual there that really felt uncomfortable there. He was a new Christian. And he thought that m- birthday parties were idolatry, celebrating somebody but God kind of oh, thing. Oh, interesting. And so That's really Jehovah's Witness of that person. Yeah. And the person that actually blew out the candles, good friend of mine, he's since the, been uh, corrected. And he goes, hey, blowing out candles is a pagan religion. It's a pagan worship thing, like yeah, blowing out candles. Right. Oh, my goodness. You can't do it. Why do the pagans get all the good stuff from there? <laughs> We have to sit there and go, I'm not going to have fun at all. I can't celebrate. I'm like, dude, I'm going to celebrate your life because God gives you that life. Right, right. I'm glorifying him through the, uh, I, I'm glad but he gave you another year. Let's celebrate this. So th- I, I love you. That's such okay. an interesting <laughs> thing though to bring up because yeah. that blowing out birthday candles really is rooted in yeah. a, in like a superstitious belief. Yeah. yeah. B- blow out your candles and make a wish. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Like having a fire on your, your cake and blowing <laughs> the fire out was to ward off evil. Oh yeah. The so, ward off evil. Yeah. so yes, y- you can argue that blowing out candles is rooted in superstition. Yeah, we've changed it to, it's a crescendo of our, <laughs> now let's eat. <laughs> are, 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 so my question would be, are you in any way, shape or form of the belief that by blowing out your birthday candles is going to ward off some kind of evil? No. So are no. you engaging in a superstitious practice? Not at all. No, you're not. No. So be merry, friends, mm-hmm. and blow out candles, yeah. right? And then who forbid abstaining from marriage or some 
certain foods. Seventh day Adventists have this oh, yeah, a lot. Right? Oh yeah. Not the marriage part, but the food part. They're all pretty much vegetarian and or vegan. Uh, yes. I don't know how they qualify that uh, nowadays, but they brewed everything back to the garden, which is a, a is a veneer of truth of rooting a lot of things yes. back to the garden. This is that like it looks like it looks like it could be Christ like or it looks right. like it could be or like rooted in scripture. Right. Since God res- is restoring the earth, bringing us back to Eden and Adam and Eve were, were vegetarian. vegetarian. Therefore, so we let us be. let's explain that a little bit. The reason mm. that we as Christians would say that about Adam and Eve is because, well, at least pre-fall, yeah, there was no death. There was no death, and in order to eat an animal, there unless you were eating it alive mm-hmm. and it remains alive, mm-hmm. right? You would not be eating. Right. You wouldn't be able to eat meat protein mm-hmm. from something that is still living, right? So the assumption, I think, rightly, is that prior to the fall. There was no meat eating by human mm-hmm. beings that you were a vegetarian. So now the argument the other way is aren't plants living too as well? And but it's a different. It's not in the same way. They don't have life blood right, in them. Right, right. Um, and really, uh, when and that's actually a yeah. really important distinction. But that's not what we're talking yeah, about in this yeah. episode. So yeah. anyway, I have one of my very best friends in all of the world came out of Seventh Day Adventism, mm-hmm. Adventistism, yeah, whatever, uh, which is a cult. Yeah. So that's just what it is. Yeah. And she still has a, she eats meat now, but mm-hmm. she still has a hard time mm-hmm. w- with certain meats. And yeah. I mean, you, if you grow up in that, mm-hmm. it makes sense, especially because you're mm-hmm. not just being taught that eating meat is like that. We just don't do that. Mm-hmm. It is that it's bad and gross mm-hmm. and you should like, yeah. it's evil. I know vegetarians at our church who don't condemn me for eating meat. They're not doing it for any kind of activist uh, purposes. Um, Their body actually requires them to do that more so and and stay healthy. And we also have members of our church who are on the lion's diet or Mm -hmm. like a carnivore diet, which is meat only. And that's Mm -hmm. all they eat is Mm -hmm. meat. So, and they, and for the same reasons, Mm -hmm. different autoimmune dysfunction Mm -hmm. and inflammation. So we start to see this in the culture, different diets, different things. And, uh, and then we develop a, well, we develop a tradition or a belief system based off of Sure. But I, so if you were, if you were to be, acting like or of the belief that if I eat meat, that's going to bring me bad luck. Quote, that would be superstitious. Yeah. If you don't eat meat because it causes an inflammatory response in your system that you can't, that it's takes you like decision. Right, yeah. days and days to recover from, that's not superstitious. That's yeah. just wisdom. So, yeah. so the difference here is like not, so do, I'm going to talk about this mm-hmm. when we launch into the different superstitions. Mm-hmm. Um, the like, don't step on a crack or you'll mm-hmm. break your mama's back. Mm-hmm. If you believe that stepping on a crack on the sidewalk is going to injure your mom and then you step on one mm-hmm. and are devastated because you are certain that you have injured your mother's back. Mm-hmm. That's a superstition and a problem. I, I remember playing that when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Me and too. we all did. Uh, but there was one moment where, you know, because I lost the game. <laughs> I, I you know, stepped on the crack. Where you wondered? Like you wondered. I went home and I went. You okay, she's, mom? She's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I love that as an example, Nick, because it's it's an indicator of just like the little bit of pa- mm-hmm. like the little power that that exerted over you in an instant is like a glimpse into mm-hmm. what can happen. And we're going to we'll get to this part a little bit later in our talk. But <laughs> I also we re- actually are uh, like a lot of our culture is held captive by some of these like largely superstitious beliefs Mm -hmm. and as a christian 
you are not allowed to do that. Like you are not allowed to participate in that. I don't know why you would want to. Yeah, yeah. right, right. So I'm going to say it. I'm, I'm jumping the gun here and I hope I don't. Uh, well, actually, I know I'm probably going to make some of you mad. Um, astrological science. Mm. Hi, I'm Robin. I'm a cancer. Mm. But you said you're a Leo, right? Mm -hmm. um, that is nonsense. Mm -hmm. It is nonsense. Yeah. So believing, right? So mm -hmm. this, the example that comes to mind is like, um, certain signs, mm -hmm. certain astrological signs are warned against dating or being involved in romantic relationships with other specific astrological signs. Based off of a certain time of month that you, that were, you were born. born. So guys, so if there's any physiological difference, if you are a person, if, especially if you are a Christian who defines their, I like their identity mm -hmm. by I'm a cancer. So cancers are um, cancers and Gemini. So June mm -hmm. and July babies are mm -hmm. like said to be very emotional, mm -hmm. like emotional before logical. If you are defining who you are as a person with those parameters, like the parameters, right. Mm -hmm. uh, that are set forth by different astrological signs. That's an issue. Mm -hmm. That is not where your identity is rooted. Your yeah. identity is rooted in Christ as a mm -hmm. Christian. And, and think about what this does. The law of God is to love God, love neighbor. And you're going, yeah, I follow that. Unless you're what? A Sagittarius or a cancer. I can't be in a relationship with you right. or even, or even obtain to your, your human needs. You are, are a part of a human um, uh, thing, whatever that I can't involve myself in because you were born August 22nd, which is my birthday. Uh, so you're a, you're a Leo. I can't do this. You're a Leo. You're completely giving yourselves over to one things that don't make a difference and right. that are fake. Right. And then two. Well, so like, right. Like that's, it's an unjustified belief, mm -hmm. right? That because of the month you're born in, mm -hmm. you should not commune with mm -hmm. or relationship with, especially in the romantic mm -hmm. sphere of things with somebody born in these months because your personalities and, will clash. And this gets extreme. You now uh, don't even, you can't even give yourself over to normal relationships that you can have with somebody mm -hmm. based off of the, your belief system that you hold because they were born at a certain time. Right. Of month. And there's so many things that kind of spill out of that, like horoscope reading and defining like what you will or will not do based mm -hmm. on that kind of information. Eighties and nineties. You can look in the Sunday paper and read your horoscope or you could call a hotline. Oh yeah. Remember, I'm sure like you can a, still call hotlines. Oh, yeah. yeah. 68 cents per minute, a dollar, you know, every minute after that. Right. And get your daily horoscope uh, to, you know, uh, over the I phone. never did that. Did you do that? No, no. no but no, I no. know people that did. Yeah, I've I've read hor my horoscopes Me, and papers. Same, yeah, same. I have done that too. And uh, but I, I I even when I would say when I wasn't a Christian, I didn't believe in it. it was just something fun to do. Yes, agreed. Sort that of like the paper uh, little origami stuff that we make. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, one, two, three, four, and then this is oh, who you're yeah, gonna yeah. date kind of thing. Like what that. are those called? I don't. I forgot. You know, uh, or mash. You ever played Ma mash? Yeah. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, yeah, yeah. Right. And, uh, of course you play those, uh, when you're kids. Um, and, but I know some people that have actually given themselves over to right. those kinds of right. things. Believing yeah. that this, like where the dice fall is mm. actually indicative of where mm. you should go. There was a person who would get angelic cards and they were filled with Christian verses. So you can hide behind Christian piety mm -hmm. and they would shuffle these cards and then take out a one at random and give it to me. And that's, you know 
whatever. And it's because it's the word of God. It's all going to be like pretty and beautiful and something you can relate but to. But not like a tarot card reading. Well, it's borderline Christian tarot cards. Well, so was it just like an encouragement that they were handing no, you? No, they said, because I pick it at random, it's God's providence and things oh, like that. Oh, yeah, um, no, that's yeah. definitely so, tarot-ish. So going in uh, through the Bible, right, and just selecting a verse, and then, oh, that's the verse that God wants me to read. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do that. A lot of people do do that, and yeah. And be hard-pressed to say that I've never given myself over to something like that mm-hmm. before. When I was a new Christian, this is going to be can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, I used to go to the park and read the Bible, like quiet times and things like that. You know, <laughs> I used to make my own devotionals too, as well. I'll, I'll bring them. Maybe I'll, uh, you can see the bad theology all over it, but they, they were cool. It, it, it was my step Nerd. into, yeah, yeah. Nerd. it was the step into Christian discipline. I used to uh, watch a lot of sermons and I was hanging around the church. So verses everywhere, people were saying verses and I would just record them. And at night I would push them over to a big blue book and start writing about them. And then the next morning I would go and study what I've wrote, written. And that's, that's not a bad thing. It's actually pretty structured. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what, what was the big, what, like, what do you mean push them over to a big blue book? Oh, oh sorry. I used that's to, uh, my bread alarm going on. <laughs> I used to write them down in a small Brown book that I would carry around with me. Oh. And then I would organize them in a big blue book, uh, later on that night. And then I would read, uh, that, uh, that whole thing, uh, from the big blue book, uh, uh, the next morning. Oh, and, and, so and that, like, that was a notebook that you would. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 and that's actually a pretty good discipline. Um, sure. and it wasn't superstitious, but, and this is what I would do. Um, I would sit at the park and if the wind turned the pages at all, I used to think that gone was telling me to read that page. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> guys, like very hippie-ish. God, here, let, like I want to qualify this because mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to feel bad if they are engaging in practices like this. Mm-hmm. You can rest 100% assured that God is always telling you to read 100% of yeah. scripture. Yeah. So it, like if you, if you like doing that thing where you close mm-hmm. your eyes and you flip open the Bible and that's mm-hmm. where you read, that's fine. Do that. But it's not because God wants you to read that specific section any more than he wants you to read the totality of scripture mm-hmm. constantly being in the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say a more structured approach because we understand we're not Gnostics. No, we're not. And we don't think that what the is spirit. That? Can you can you explain what that means? Really? I mean, who I, I'm going to explain it this way. And practically Gnosticism is an old ancient religion that it's Shows heresy. Right, yeah. right at the beginning of the new church. Yeah. And it's heresies still exist today in newer oh, foams. Yes. I would say new age is an ex- almost an exact modern replica of what Gnosticism is. But even back then, it's really uh, it's called dualism, uh, a repudiation from the material world and only emphasizing the immaterial. The immaterial is good. The material is bad. So basically they would deny Jesus coming in the flesh because and they would say that Yahweh was not, not actually the creator of the universe, but a created Mm -hmm. God. Also, Mm -hmm. this is, so, guys, and in some certain senses, wicked. If you whatever, right. whatever. Yes. So the, the which wing of narcissism, right? Pay attention to. So this is maybe we'll have Doctor Wait come back on and give us all a history lesson. Oh yeah, I around mean, around uh, narcissism. I, but. I know a great deal with the uh, the Da Vinci Code is a really good. Um, oh yes. uh, Example of hyper narcissism. Um, I and read that. I read that before I was a Christian. I can't remember. 
Yeah, I was he, like 18 He keeps maybe. saying it's fictional, it's not rooted in history, but he didn't write it like that. And no, then it, it took re- him a long time to even say. Dan Brown, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, no, uh, I, think, I think that he, I think that there is a huge part of him probably that believes very much what he oh, wrote in There's that. a lot of people. Who, that believe that. That Yeah, that mm-hmm. read The Da Vinci Code as a history book. Yes. And it was completely, it, when you start looking in there, you see this Gnostic repudiation of material worth. They even have strange mystic, this is what Paul was talking about, godless myths, that I think this is in the Gospel of Thomas. We actually see a live viewing of Christ coming out of the tomb, and there's a large cross behind him, and it talks. What? Yeah. It talks. Interesting. And there are some, and this is, it's made it into the Quran as well. Some Gnostic stories that came right before the Quran made it into the Quran, obviously showing you that the author of the Quran, Muhammad, um, <laughs> um, was not um, a well person. Was not, well, not a well person and also completely void of Christian knowledge by his region. Yes. Who was consumed with this kind of superstition. Right, right. Um, yes. So... Um, I feel like we, we like set that up so well before we launch into the like historical, um, well, I'm going to start with some of the historical superstitions that still come out mm-hmm. like in today's world. And then you're going to talk to us about some of the more obviously like current ones, like in sports, but, um, well, you'd actually, you just shared with us like one of the little superstitious things you used to engage in. Did you engage in any other kinds of superstitions before well, you were- When I look back at what I would define as superstition now, what what really I thought was religion, you know, then, um, yeah. then and this is my ignorance and, you know, God was so patient, you know, in my, and I was very much a fundamentalist too as well. And when I mean by that, I'm not talking about just doctrine. I'm talking about movies, drinks, I couldn't do anything but study the word of God and pray and go to church. And I had to, I couldn't even see. Very legalistic. Very, very much legalistic, which I would put under a superstition too as well, depending on the conclusion that you come with. Well, if I do anything other than this, then I will be like, I will fall out of God's favor. I will incur wrath. Which is a godless myth. You know, right, um, but I think I think especially for folks like uh, like you and me who came out of such like utter depravity, mm-hmm. um, it can feel like that if the, yeah. if we stray even a little bit that we're going to be like careening down into the abyss again. Right, I uh, when you come off of a, a, a drug addiction, we've talked about that a lot. I I used to take walks a lot to clear my mind, which is great. You know, embrace God's creation until you know. it was 107 at 11 a.m. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden I was fine. Um, <laughs> stayed in the house. Um, but uh, I don't know about fine, but you were cool inside. But, um, <laughs> I used to um, um, tell us. Yeah, I, I used to uh, think that I had to evangelize every single person at that park. Okay. Now I wanted to talk to people about Jesus. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Talk to people at the park, yes. give them a track. Uh, a lot of people do that. But if I skipped one person, oh. then I was ignoring them and I was showing partiality. Therefore, you know, I'm sitting. Okay. Right. Also, I would pick up trash sometimes too, as well around my community. Right. Which is a good, good thing. thing yeah. Right. Um, but there was so much. You couldn't get it all. But I did get it all. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, like you wouldn't leave until it was all gone. Wouldn't leave until it was all gone. Yeah. And you want to come over to my house yeah. and take a look at the. I, I remember picking weeds up, in the backyard. <laughs> I remember picking up trash that somebody spilled on the side of the streets, and then I noticed, and I look behind me, and uh, sort of the sewer uh, oh, tunnel okay. in the park. Uh, there was a bunch of trash, and I go. Again, I'm showing partiality, you know, I have to do the work and things like that. So I went over there and so started picking it up. I love that as an example because you can feel the superstitious belief in it. Like, it, so all of a sudden, you're good, the good works you were doing were disqualified because mm -hmm. you, you, if you weren't doing all yeah. of the good work. Now, it's easy to chalk it up to say, you know what, you don't need to do that. But I need to actually... And they were scruples, really. I need to separate those things from the word of God into my actual responsibility. So apathy is not the answer no. to try to destroy that superstition, even though it wills destroy that superstition. I want to destroy that super superstition with the foundation of the word of God. Mm -hmm. And once I started reading more and started to get to know his law and understand responsibility and understand what is good and what is right, uh, what I should uh, hold on to what is good and reject what is evil and things like that, I started to um, be a little bit more mature in my responsibilities kind of yeah. thing. And to, to understand that I'm only one man and can't do it all. Um, same thing, a homeless person. If I saw a homeless person on the side of the street, but then another homeless person on the other side of the street, I had to help both of them. Mm -hmm. Or I had to talk to both of them. And I had to give them food. And I had to give them an equal amount of food. I couldn't show partiality. So you see the superstition of partiality <laughs> uh, coming here. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't aware of limitations, which the Bible actually says to know right. these things, to, right. to be wise. He who knows his own uh, uh, soul. He who under, uh, gains sense understands his own soul and loves his own soul. Um, I didn't. Uh, I didn't really understand that. Through that wisdom is when I started to avoid that superstition. Like but, you, well, you yeah. started to be able to conceptualize it as being that. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it like then you can divorce yourself from that compulsion. Mm -hmm. Did you have any, or do you have any that you remember um, before from before you were a Christian? Any? No, I mean I was such a staunch atheist um, that uh, I mean I mean you, you can say anything that like looked like ritual. You were like, ah, oh, that's part of the yeah. I mean I that's had part of the man. <laughs> I had them. I mean this is how it shows you how hypocritical I can be because I didn't think that I could write jokes act if I wasn't high um, and also I I was convinced that marijuana made me a better artist as well a lot of people yeah. using drugs go that route yeah, and then if I stopped then I would be you know an uh, utterly different person and I can do the same things which is a lie but you but, do alter your personality I mean, so honestly but, yeah. though like I can think of like five very very famous famous musicians that have said things similar oh, yeah. to that Jim Morrison one Robert, of Plant. Yeah, Robert Plant you know yeah. like I mean when you when you listen to Stairway to Heaven. Jerry Garcia. <laughs> um, Cheech Marin. <laughs> yeah. I think he's fine now. <laughs> um, like, or um, I'm, Tommy Chong is not. Uh, no, the Beatles. Um, I what I am the Walrus. Is that the name of the song? Yeah. Okay. Um, so they like that. If you like, listen, read any of the lore behind any of the Beatles songs, like that one was written specifically because Lennon was Lennon had heard that in Oxford or Cambridge, mm -hmm. one of the biggie big schools in England were studying, like they were analyzing Beatles lyrics. And so mm -hmm. he wanted to produce a song that was just gibberish. 
and yeah. it is mm -hmm. gibberish but it's oh it's so good it's so yeah. wonderful but anyway you get like a lot of these extremely famous songs and history that are written for no reason whatsoever and people follow them mm -hmm. they have a cult following or you get them written by people who are heavily under the influence of LSD or psilocybin again are you talking about me because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I cause was because you wrote songs I I, uh, I, I I tended to romanticize and I still do uh, I tend to romanticize things especially under the influence of LSD and psilocybin mushrooms. And I still do, like you're still using Yeah, I, like I'm still, well, I, I like to ro romanticize music genres and things like yes, that. Yes, uh, Or, yes. Yeah, and I, I like that. Uh, and uh, it shows that I'm kind of a, a hipster, really, or a nerd, really, <laughs> at heart. But when I was under those influence, and I'm like, think about the feelings that he's feeling, man. I mean, this is what the society and environment is saying. That's why you wrote that, man. You got to follow that, dude. And uh, um, a hipster or a wasp? I don't Nick. know. I don't know. <laughs> um, and just a just a pest, you know, a, uh -huh. a, an annoyance to the neighbors or my friends. No, that's not even what I mean. I yeah. mean like snooty. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. 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 Like if high fidelity, like no other. Yes, you know, yes, and uh, yes. <laughs> a little bit of me still um, loves to do that uh, involving music, but I, it's not tongue just, in cheek. It's not just music. Yeah, it's, it's movies, movies and sitcoms yeah. and things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. N you get. You will f like Nick. Nick belies his true heart around something <laughs> with his eyes immediately. Yeah. So if you're like talking about a show, well, yeah. and I don't want to make it seem like you are closed minded completely because you're not. Yeah. But if you have like a thought, like an idea yeah. about like a show or music and it like <laughs> it falls into a stereotype that you're like, nah, you will Im you'll immediately <laughs> yeah. let I, everyone like uh, I dogmatize gives, my likings yeah, like a lot. Yeah. He gives the side eye yeah, about like, some stuff. Yeah. That's what's wrong so, with modern entertainment, man. <laughs> you, you, like, you. People aren't doing it right anymore. <laughs> this is how far we've fallen. Um, yeah, so I, fallen. when we were prepping for this episode, the first thing that came, well, so I used, I like, I've never heavily been into the whole astrology thing, Yeah, but I definitely paid more attention to it as like a teenager than yeah. I like would well I don't pay any yeah. attention to it at all now um but another thing that I used to do and still it will come out every so often mm -hmm. um my best friend uh in like the latter part of eighth grade which I guess is still like technically middle school right and then mm -hmm. through all of high school <clears throat> she engaged in a lot of very superstitious behaviors her family was latino mm -hmm. um, and there's a ton of superstition kind of interwoven in a lot of the things they practice so anyway i i picked this up from her mm -hmm. um and then just continued it so when we when we started driving well and even before we were driving if our parents were driving and we blew through a yellow light like you are in the intersection when the light turns yellow or you are <clears throat> not at the intersection yet but the light turns yellow and you go through it so the act of like kissing your hand and then bringing that kiss to the roof like a hmm. and then hitting the roof oh yeah and so it became like a thank you to the car mm -hmm. for getting you through the intersection yeah. safely and i did that well into my early 20s and even still today if i'm not paying attention to myself a uh, very rare occasion if i run through a yellow light mm -hmm. i will find myself automatically hmm. and then kissing the roof yeah but it was i qualify that as a superstition at least in its like 
origin story mm-hmm. because it was like yeah. there were definitely moments when like if I let's say like I had run through a light a yellow light it sounds like I'm a chronic red light runner but that's not what I mean um I wasn't <clears throat> and still am not um but if I realized like let's say like a street or two away or a mile down the road that I hadn't mm-hmm. kissed the roof I would do it immediately because mm-hmm. not having done it meant bad luck meant mm-hmm. like I was in debt now to the proverbial car traffic mm-hmm. gods that um, I owed this penance to and I had not paid it. Mm-hmm. So it put me in my mind, it put me at risk, mm-hmm. right? At risk, like for future, I don't know, not making it through the intersection safely. Karma, man. Karma. Yeah, yeah maybe. <clears throat> so that like that was just an that was the first thing that came to mind is something that's like still has a little spillover mm-hmm. into my life that like again it's not it's extremely rare but i have caught myself even mm-hmm. as a christian yeah like i mean i have strange and this goes into the sports thing um i have strange uh, superstitions in my own household um uh, that we do as sort of a bonding thing and you know, obviously we don't really believe it, but uh, it's fun. And a lot of families actually do this uh, revolving around sports. So if I was in the bathroom, right. Oh, and no. my team, <laughs> do we really want to, yeah. If I was in the bathroom and my team scored a touchdown, yes, they would toss me back into the bathroom on the next drive. <laughs> what? Cause if I was in the bathroom and they scored, that was the thing, man, that was the vibe that we were pushing out there for oh them my to gosh, score. That yeah. Still happens? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Nick. We do a lot. We do a no. lot of that. Or I wear this Jersey on there. We just, Tony keep it the pushes same. you into oh, the yeah, bathroom. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll I'm do that, all that. Talk with it. Tony we do is all Nick's that. older brother. Now, um, and, uh, and then, uh, uh, then I'll, you know, obviously come out and they don't care. They're just messing around. Right. But, uh, uh, but yeah, we've, we've done that. I, I, I've sat in the, you, you sat on you this couch like here, this, right? right? Yeah. 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 So that's like <laughs> such a good bridge into what you're going to talk about, yeah. but I'm going to railroad it away because I think it's, I'm going to talk about mine first, all mm-hmm. of the, so guys, so the, we, I'm sure when I was doing research for this, I was like, oh yeah, I'm totally familiar with all of these. And I'm sure most of you guys will be f- familiar with them too. Um, and just for fun, if you guys, cause you guys are all over the world, we seriously have listeners at the four corners. Of, yeah. Of I'd the like world. to hear your culture. Yeah. We would so love, we'd be really interested to hear some of your, um, cultural superstitions. Cultural superstitions yeah. yeah. So I've got some, some basic ones that we'll go over and I've got some like information on their possible or origins. Right. So what's interesting, or at least what I found interesting about re- this and researching it, people aren't ready to take a lot of credit for this, like these different superstitions, Mm -hmm. but you can see, I think it makes sense historically, at least where the like hypothetical origins are. So the first one knocking on wood for those of you guys that are unfamiliar with this one, the idea of like behind knocking on wood would be like, you say something that you, you don't want to have happen something that, that is going to be bad that will happen and uh, that you hope doesn't happen. And so when you're finished saying it, you knock on wood, like, mm-hmm. well, hopefully, you know, the mm-hmm. house won't burn down, yeah. knock on wood or yeah. whatever. <clears throat> so this is uh hypothetically um, Indo-European Celtic or possibly British in mm-hmm. origin. Okay. So the actual origins of the thing vary depending on which culture lays claim to it. 
Indo-European or Celtic belief uh, beliefs say that good and bad spirits resided in trees. Mm. Okay. And could either be called on for protect for protection or chased away by knocking on their home. Mm. And others, particularly Christians link the practice to the magical power of the wooden crucifix, which Mm. I had not heard that before. Some historians have linked the origins to a 19th century Mm. British children's game called Tiggy Touchwood. Mm. in which young players claimed immunity from being tagged by touching the nearest piece of wood. Tiggy Touchwood. That I sounds know. like an old mobster. Like, hey, go see Tiggy Touchwood. We'll take t- care of the thing yeah. for you. Tiggy. <laughs> On this, the day of my daughter's wedding. Okay. Um, The superstition varies across cultures. So Italian people um, culturally touch steel rather Mm. than wood, perhaps more related to iron horseshoes, which Mm. we're going to talk about horseshoes also being Mm. lucky. Um, In Polish and Russian cultures, you touch unpainted wood. Mm. Okay. Turks knock twice and Latin Americans might knock on wood with no legs. So like a chair without legs, which I'm okay. So any of you guys that are like from any of these places, I would love to know more about like why the wood with no legs or does, or why the unpainted wood. But anyway, the idea like being rooted in like Celtic European tradition related to the Celtic belief, right? That good and bad spirits resided in trees. Mm. And so knocking on the wood would either call forth the good spirit or scare away the bad spirit. Um, But Hey, that's one that we do. Like how many people knock on wood? Like I I do all the time. Yeah. Um, And uh, I've done, I mean, I do it tongue in cheek and facetiously. Right. Right. There was a real life, like doing it tongue in cheek is one thing, right? Because as a Christian, you know, Knocking on wood has literally nothing to do with challenging God's sovereignty in any way mm-hmm. or invoking his wrath or his good pleasure mm-hmm. on you. There is a, there is <laughs> but a, it is, it's so culturally ingrained that you just do it reflexively. Like, yep. oh, hopefully yep. we'll win knock on wood. Right. And, uh, do I do it twice? Yep, I do. Um, I'm, I'm uh, so I'm getting the feel for it. There's so a so that's the tur- the Turks. Yeah. they do it twice. There is a uh, sort of a ska band, reggae spa, ska band, uh, third wave ska, as they say, oh, called Nick. the uh, <laughs> the um, the. Uh, see proof, what I'm talking about? You're proving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, called the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Everybody, I think a lot of people know, have yeah. heard. Yeah, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. And there is a song called "The Impression That I Get." which was one of their biggest songs on the radio. Sing it for and, us. And uh, I'm not going to sing it like he did because I'll butcher it <laughs> and uh, totally soil the um, the gold that sing is ska it, music. Sing it. Yeah. Sing it. If you but, guys have to fight, you have to come to On the Couch yeah. to hear Nick sing. But he, is, uh, he said, uh, I've never had to knock on wood, but I know someone who has, which makes me wonder if I could. Oh, and that's the impression that I get. Um, that's what he would say. And basically, he's totally void of all superstitions or religious things. Or yeah, But he knows someone who has mm-hmm. and it's worked out for him. So it makes him wonder maybe like is maybe it him too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. him too. I, I don't think he's giving himself over to superstitions, but that it, it sort of shows the human condition in, in and of itself. Of, well, like that we want to believe in like yeah. an, a mm-hmm. supernatural power That's, and protection. We, we are made in the image of God. We're made to worship God. And it says in Romans one that we all know who he is. Right. We suppress the truth and unrighteousness and we give ourselves over to creation. Right. So that we worship is, creation, not the creator yeah. and guys there is n- no better example of that than superstitious practices right, right. so 
let's be clear because I think we need to like keep iterating and reiterating this. If you knock on wood because it's just something that you do and you actually do not believe that knocking on wood is going to change your luck in any way, you're just, you're just, it's that there's nothing wrong with that. You're not doing anything wrong. Blow out the birthday candles. Okay. Blow them out. If, however, you find yourself actually believing that knocking on, if you didn't knock on wood, right, Mm -hmm. that that would put you at some high risk for Mm -hmm. bad things to happen or the thing that you were talking about would happen, that's a problem. You know, Roman Catholicism has a lot of these things and I I I can't believe Toby is still awake. He's fighting it. And um, hope he doesn't wake up. Um, (laughs) I just knocked on wood. Touch wood. Touch wood. Um, touch wood. Tiggy, touch wood. Tiggy, touch wood. Um, Roman uh, Catholics have a lot of these things too as well, and they'd be mortified uh, to hear me say that they were superstitious. You know, The doctrine of, I don't know if they would say doctrine, but the aspect of ex opere operato, but the mere external action eliciting the response uh, uh, of God uh, just because you've done something. Baptism. Oh, yes. Right? Um, or the transubstantiation, uh, you know. Um, the, Explain what that is. Well, transubstantiation practically or pragmatically is the uh, the substance transfiguring into something else. So the Eucharist bread, which is the body of Christ, actually ceases to be bread. And becomes Christ's body. And in the action body. of yep. taking right co- uh, uh, when communion, a, when a priest who is an altu Christus, right, another Christ in Latin, another Christ holds up the bread and says, "This is my body." What do you think he means by that? Right, right. right? He's he's representing Christ. This is my body. This is his actual body. He's recreating the Lord's Supper as it was in the Scripture. Right, and there's some kind of mystical thing instead of an exhortation of of remembrance, symbolic, and means of grace that is only efficacious unto the ones who are already saved, not right. as a means of salvation or repentance or penance, which is what they believe. Right. We don't as Protestants. We don't chalk it up to a mere symbol, no. but we understand the that symbolic. That we're not actually yeah. eating the body of Christ or yeah. drinking his actual blood yeah. when we take holy So communion. therefore there's a, a symbolic content. Right. But <clears throat> we do believe that Christ is actually present in the room. Absolutely. I mean, I mean we know his omnipresence everywhere. Yes. But specifically as a means of grace from a reformed Christian, it is efficacious under our heart. And when I uh, take that bread and drink that wine, I do feel reiterated in my salvation because I know Mm -hmm. I'm proclaiming the very thing that gave me the salvation. But what you aren't is a cannibal. I'm not a cannibal. You are not a cannibal. I've heard some Roman Catholics not even want to pass around the wine. Some congregations pass around the wine Hmm. because in fear of spilling Jesus. Oh, Lord, help us. You're right. Okay, yeah. Oh, Lord help us. Okay. So. <laughs> Talk about a superstition. Ecclesiastical miracles, right? The seeing Mary in the curtains or in your pancakes uh, oh, uh, and then making now oh, that yeah. a holy pancake. Sweating right? Jesus on sweating Je- your Sweating Jesus. Shirt. Yeah. So now this is a holy shirt, <laughs> right? It's like, oh my goodness. You know, holy talk stinky. about idolatry. Yeah. Um, okay. Got it. I got go another ahead. one ready. Yeah. <clears throat> Throwing salt over your shoulder. Yeah. Okay. Never done that. Never done that. Actually. Um, I haven't done that, but I have absolutely watched people lay salt um, 
barriers like like pour salt mm. over thresholds and doors um make salt rings um especially people like uh, this is this my experience of it has been in primarily like culturally jewish mm. families but um also like na- certain native americans this is a practice so the idea historically like this is european christian potentially Roman in origin. So uh, like knocking on wood, the superstition involves warding off evil. In this case, the devil himself. Okay, so... Okay, Nick. You should see Nick's rolling his eyes. Well, I want to. I, I want to make this point when we come to because you, you mentioned Native American. I want to talk about smudging, but go on. Oh and yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. Oh, we'll totally talk about smudging. Yeah. I feel like this might be turning into a two-parter. Yeah, maybe. Um, so uh, the the source I was reading from cited the famous painting by Leonardo da Vinci, The Last Supper. Okay, so in this painting, Judas Iscariot, Jesus's betrayer, is portrayed as having spilled salt. I actually did not verify that. I have no idea. I haven't looked at the painting to see if there's like spilled over salt, but mm. let for argument's sake, we'll just say that that's true. It's not in the scripture. <laughs> no. So since Judas was associated with badness, that was the word they used. It was like, okay, guys, badness, evil betrayal the argument goes that ipso facto so was salt and throwing it over your shoulder could potentially blind the devil Mm. waiting there um so throw some salt in the devil's eye (laughs) but like in in like witchcraft type practices in boundary and protect like setting boundaries and like like warding off spirits salt rings that's a really commonly used trope in the in the pagan heresies and uh and and false religions their demons are so incredibly weak that a human concoction of material worlds that would ward them off i know the devil like you could blind the devil with some salt the the devil does not care about your salt that that your salt he's supernatural i think he's a little bit more powerful than your gross kosher salt (laughs) oh we only use pink himalayan oh whatever yeah pink himalayan (laughs) that wards off the lgbtq spirits He's a serious. Dead. <laughs> okay, so uh, I have actually physically seen with my own two eyeballs people put salt rings, like pour salt across the threshold of a door, mm-hmm. um, almost as like a way of blessing a house. And mm-hmm. you brought up smudging. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just where I'm like, we're jumping all over the place here. Yeah, whatever. Um, but the use of sage or other, um, like very potent smelling, um, herbs as a means of warding evil spirits or clearing a space of a bad energy. Mm. Um, I have my own, it's another buzzword for me, energy. Yeah. Well, I, so, um, prior to shutting down my private practice that I was, that I had in Mesa, um, the psychologist that was really like the owner of the her large practice and i was kind of just like there on the side mm. with my own um oh yeah you told me the story this is wild Go ahead. Yeah. so i came into work one morning and the whole building had been evacuated like mm. the entire building it was a big medical complex so mm. there were chiropractors in there there was a few attorneys um definitely a couple of like therapy offices that weren't ours mm. um uh, I think there was even a lab, maybe. 
Um, and she, so the, she who shall remain nameless, but the psychologist, Lady Uh, Voldemort. Yeah. Yeah. So the building had been evacuated because she had decided to burn sage. We had a really, she was doing family practice, um, like family court type work. Mm. And as most people can probably imagine, there was some bad energy Mm. (laughs) that happened in a lot of the work she was doing. I bet. um, And so she, after a particularly like tough, tough week decided that she would cleanse the office but her cleansing got out of control and um there like every everyone had to evacuate the office Mm -hmm. um because the smell was so powerful like it didn't stay localized to our offices and i will also say she did she asked nobody even in our own office whether or not we would be comfortable with her doing yeah, that. That's a religious practice. She's not going to care. You know so, what I mean? Yeah. Um, what's fascinating too is like she was, she is like a, like a cultural, she was culturally Jewish, but she had like no true religious belief. New age. It's not surprising. Very, very new age. Um, In that field, it's just not, not surprising. She would not to it. She yeah. would not admit that she was the one that had burned the sage, even though anyone that had would walk like right into the lobby could tell this was like the, this was the origin story. This is mm. where, where the sage burning was, uh, mm. was born. So that is very superstitious. Um, and uh, and I, the I, Wiccan I, practitioner. That's what she. Is. I think that there was more than one person that had to go home for the day because the smell was just too much. So it, it, you know, I, mm. in her mind, it might have been vindication. No, she well, yeah. so she was like she very much believed that she was clearing energy, like bad mm-hmm. energy, out of the room. So <clears throat> she cleared something. <laughs> if in her you, case, so if could you all love the smell of sage, I love the smell of sage. Mm-hmm. I have no problem if you want to light a little incense in your house and have like a sagey smell go great. So long as you are not doing it to ward off the devil or any demons and believe that that will work. Yeah. I can't say that uh, you can light a candle, but not an incense. No, you're Um, like that's, but that, so you can, you guys can clearly see why those practices are different, right? Those are not the same practice. Um, yeah, so we took a little we took a little detour there. I've lit in candles that made people sick, so I blew them out for their sake. But yeah, well, yeah, a lot of people get really easily triggered sure. by certain smells into migraines. Sure. I'm also one of those people. Yeah, right? I, I, every I, once at in least a while, I was. So yeah. before I got pregnant, getting yeah. pregnant with Toby like changed all of that. You know, uh, uh, you know, I, I held to a hardcore like I didn't want to light incense or anything, like, and I don't. But uh, uh, but I used to light them all the time, Dang especially. It. I need to send back all the incense I bought. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, all the their uh, mighty mighty Boston flavor. Yeah, they're <laughs> not going one. Um, <laughs> but like uh, uh, they remind me of a smoke shop, and I used to spend days in smoke shops. Sure, you know what I mean. Like I knew the clerk there. I would buy paraphernalia you know things like that you know i once had my apartment full of at least 10 i don't want to say this word yeah uh, that and uh, just because i would spend a lot of time in smoke shops i would buy pipes and what we call bongs and things like that i used to have 10 glass ones just just all around and i wouldn't even use them because i just wanted to buy them and so i spent a lot of time in smoke shops you didn't wait you didn't use them no they were just there <laughs> oh I, I, I used a couple of them, um, right, right. But like, but they a were lot just of there. them were just like display, just there, I and gotcha. because I like the smoke shop vibe, so I would always have incense.
bands oh. and I had the, the the glass bongs and I would spend a we lot of time in smoke shops. I'm yeah. so you have come a long, long way, brother. Yes. But we still need you. Yes. We need to get you a wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to make sure that you never, ever. She's going to come with her own set of problems. Yeah. But th- hopefully none of them will be collecting glass bongs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, and if, uh, if if you've done uh, you've done that and repented, maybe we're kindred spirits. I don't know. You know. <laughs> right. Um, but um, do 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 do. Kismet, kismet is uh, Shakespeare. Would say. Um, but uh, um, but yeah. So those certain smells and things like that, they don't get me sick or anything like that. But they trigger a response. The maturity that I have now has been able to separate those responses um, into knowing that they're just feelings and then they are fleeting and that they go away. Right. That's maturity. That's actually over how to overcome certain superst- uh, superstitious beliefs that are so embedded into you. Sort of like Seventh-day Adventism coming out of there yeah, kind of thing right. like that and, and growing in that. Right. And I would and like my friend who... It takes different it, it, different strokes for different people as far as time to get over right. it. But yes. So like yeah. I think it's like there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a vegan, a vegetarian, only a carnivore, whatever floats your boat for whatever reasons that you have, you just aren't engaging in those things because you believe it will like incur bad luck Mm -hmm. or deter bad luck. Mm -hmm. Um, So should we like, I have a couple more that I feel like are really good historical ones. Mm -hmm. And then... And then, um, and then we'll exhort you a little bit away and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Okay. So walking under a ladder. Have you heard that one? Oh yeah. Yeah. I heard that one too. I used to do it on purpose (laughs) because of that. (laughs) You're Mm -hmm. so, you're so anti Nick. (laughs) Damn the man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So possibly European in origin, Christian also, uh, and then Egyptian, which, okay, there we go. Um, that I just thought that was an interesting one to kind of add in there for a flair. Um, so the superstition says that walking under a ladder should be avoided. Okay. Mm. And it should be avoided because, uh, it will, it will bring bad luck, a curse, divine punishment. Okay. So Potentially rooted in Christian symbolism, the Holy Trinity, which is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay. We are Trinitarian. We believe in the Trinity, the triune, uh, the triune God, one God, three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay. It led to an association between the number three and sacred or sacredness or holiness. So Mm. that's, you know, we're not numerologists either, but it is very clear that in scripture, the number three and the numbers like there's lots of symbolism in numbers. Okay. So led to an association between the number three and being sacred or being holy, the triangle with how many sides? Mm -hmm, Three. Three. Okay. Also came to be regarded as holy and sacred. Because it represented the Trinity. I, because it had three sides. So Mm. three being associated with the Trinity, not Mm. that it necessarily resembles like Mm. a triangle necessarily. Historically, that's how we've drawn the Trinity. uh, 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 But I don't, but I don't, I don't know that like, it wasn't the triangle itself. I think that was holy. It was because it's three sided. Right. We're just trying to display what it looks like. (laughs) Right. So, um, so a ladder, when you lay a ladder against a wall or another surface, you form a triangle, mm. right? With the ground, the surface, and then the yeah. ladder itself. So walking under it, therefore symbolized destruction of the sanctity of the Trinity and thusly um, 
became like be, you would bring upon yourself, you would incur a curse or divine punishment by doing so. Mm-hmm. So walking under a ladder is bad luck. That's where that comes from. And then broken mirror, right? Like you break a mirror. Didn't, did I mention that earlier? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Possible origins in Greek and Roman culture, European culture. So belief that a broken mirror brings bad luck might have origins in historical thought related to reflections of ourselves being uncanny or often unnerving. <laughs> the little article, the person that wrote this article was like, particularly on a bad hair day. And mm. I was like, preach it, brother. Preach like, it. preach it. Um, so humans have long, long had bad associations with mirrors because they reflect you. Like, and there's an uncanniness in that reflection. Okay. So, for example, take the Greek myth of Narcissus. We know who that guy is, mm-hmm. Nick. Um, or the idea that a cracked mirror could somehow break the image bearer's charm or trap one's soul. Yeah. Okay. Romans and narcissist and a mirror yeah. go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Romans are attributed with the association of a broken mirror bringing seven years of bad luck. Okay, so specifically the seven years, because they believed that seven years represented a life cycle through sickness and re- renewal. So there was this cycle that happened in life every seven years, which is interesting because seven is also a really powerful biblical number god yeah. uses it a lot to sort of a, a completion completion or whole, yeah. right <clears throat> so a mirror broken meant that the person it was reflecting was headed toward a cycle of death that could take up to seven full years to pull themselves out of okay so hence the seven years of bad luck the seven year cycle they also believed that this however the seven year cycle could possibly uh be broken or intervened in if all of the pieces of the mirror that was broken were buried by Mm. By the moonlight, you can uh, bear. Oh, buried by moon. I was like, how can the moonlight bury? No, things? no. I'm such a by idiot. the light of the moon. Yeah, yeah by the light of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, buried under moonlight. Okay, I yeah, get it. Yeah. Right. Wow. And so, and 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 these are things that are so you know actually still common in our culture today. Yeah. And we do them. I always think that most of the time we do them tongue in cheek. Yes. And that's because of the influence of Christianity. So we are a spiritual people. We believe in both the material and the immaterial world. Um, We pray. We understand the movement of the Holy Spirit. We understand directions that he may give us uh, as well. We see miracles. I've seen miracles. You have seen miracles, right? Mm -hmm. Prayers answered. We're very spiritual people right? It says that your true spiritual worship is actually giving yourself over your body over as a living sacrifice and being transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? Uh, Being born again, highly spiritual, new heart, law written on your heart, new desires, new identity. These are all spiritual things. We serve God, the father who is in himself spirit, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? right? Without a material body. We are very spiritual creatures yet God has given us reality, both the material and immaterial world that he has made. Uh, When extra immaterial, extra spiritual things come into play, we repudiate it and start to embrace truth and reality. And therefore, it seems odd to us to think that a ladder has any power because I believe in Yahweh. Right. But if you're void of that, that fear of God and that lack of wisdom, 
now think about your disposition. Right. Or what you think about the black cat well, why or could, the broken mirror. Right, right. The ba- Why couldn't that all be signs yeah. I mean, and anything's symbols. up for grabs right. at that point. Right. It doesn't take a genius to know that this place is not an accident. So a lot of people are spiritual. Right, right. It is all, like, it's also... It, <laughs> What did you say? It doesn't take a genius to know this place is an act. I love yeah, that. That yeah. should be on a t-shirt. Um, it also doesn't take a genius to realize that we are not just material. Although that is the current, mm. like that is the current propaganda of today that this, we only live in a material, it's a materialist worldview. Everything can be broken down into atoms and explained only by what we can touch mm. and what we can see. Which is the scientific disposition. And then the religious is, is but, all spiritual. No, but yeah. the, here's the thing, guys. We live in a material world and a spiritual world. Mm. There is spiritual warfare constantly being waged, mm. whether you see it with your eyeballs or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christians get caught up into this. We constantly. Th- oh, we think so that I would spirit say- is better and the material stinks. You know what I mean? And that, So we're actually... Like it, we need to have a beautiful middle of the ground road approach to this. It needs to be tandem harmonious. Yeah, right. We need to love both of these things. We need to embrace it as a Christian. God oh, created it and it is good, right? Vin- any, any corruption that we see remember, amongst God's creation. Remember Paul, right? Is sin. It, sin corrupts it. First Timothy four, verse four. For everything created by God is good. Everything. And nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. Guys. <laughs> sin, nothing. Sin is what corrupts what God, the good thing that God created. Mm-hmm. Sin. Mm-hmm. Right? So... Um, yeah, reject that. Reject that. Obviously, Paul's not talking about that. I but, feel like yeah. this it, this discussion just, it was so much bigger than one episode. Yeah. Um, so probably what we'll do is we'll have a little, we'll continue this discussion on the couch mm-hmm. and uh, talk more about. Oh, lovely. Lovely. So <laughs> on the couch, our Patreon our show. Our Patreon show. So become Patreon supporters. And we'll get into maybe some of the strange things that I. And the sports. And all the, the sports, sports stuff. Strange things that I used to do. I know we vaguely went over that. <laughs> strange things that maybe you used to do. But I'll start to talk about uh, uh, some more deeper things. Very. <laughs> hippie-ish things. Guys, you know? pray for me. Yeah. I'll hear these strange things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> First hand. Yeah, so um, we hope that you guys enjoyed this. It was a lot of fun putting together. And if you guys want to hear us continue to talk about this, come join us on the couch uh, as soon as we launch our Patreon um, Patreon uh, subscription. And that will be one week from Yeah, we'll start to advertise here. it and you'll see. And, uh, yeah, we're going to we'll, blow it up. Blow up the campaign for you. And we think if you're listening, we love you. We love you a lot. And if you're discouraged, be encouraged. Take heart. He has overcome the world. Bye.